Girl, you make my speakers go boom, boom Dancing on the tailgate in the full moon That kind of thing makes a man go mm -hmm. You're looking so good And what's left of those blue jeans Drip of honey on the money Make a gotta be The best buzz I'm ever gonna find Hey, I'm a little drunk on you And high on summertime Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back here to a very special Pure Finesse episode with my brother, from the, my UFC brother from another mother, making his long-awaited return. Yeah, a little Robin Black action, uh, making his long-awaited return to Pure Finesse. It's the man himself, the host of the Mateus Show, Mr. Mateus Lovera. Mateus, man, judging the name of the title, UFC 261, was it a barn burner or was it a barn burner? I think that's maybe top five cards of all time. If we're looking in the last decade or so, I think it's top five all time. Right up there with Connor, right up there with the Connor Khabib card, um, the GSP cards, the Nick Diaz cards. You know, a lot, lot of good things to say about last time, especially first time fans are allowed back and Dana puts on the card of a lifetime. I was about to say, perhaps to have your first fight card back with the full capacity crowd of Jacksonville. And to have the results that happened yesterday, Saturday night, was nothing short of unbelievable. But before we get into the fights, I want to get into this because I'm sure it's pressing for you at least. Uh, what do you take? What's your take on uh, Jake Paul in DC or Jake Paul and uh, Dana White getting at it? Um, I think it's a business. And at the end of the day, sports will always be a business. Um, obviously, do I, do I think if Jake Paul fights a legitimate boxer and a legitimate actual guy that stands up will he win uh no um do i think if he gets in the cage with a trained martial artist like dc cormier or the likes of tyron woodley because tyron Woodley was making a push for that fight do i think he wins no um i think right now um dana has Dana has criticized boxing over the years and said it's it's a joke now and obviously allowing a guy like jake paul and all these guys to just kind of fight and ruin the sport of boxing is kind of I think one of the reasons why Dana won't allow a crossover fight between Jake Paul and one of his big stars, obviously Ben Askren isn't on the pedestal of Daniel Cormier um, in terms of, you know, success and the lineage that he's brought to the sport. Um, so I think that Dana White's going to shy away from this one and just kind of take the hard pill to swallow and let Jake Paul run his mouth. Yeah. There's nothing better than uh, here in first fight of pay-per-view here in F Jake Paul throughout the whole Jacksonville stadium was nothing short of awesome. And you hear DC laughing in the background as he's commentating it. You know, I bet he's loving it every, every second of it, him saying F Jake Paul. So I hope he gets in the UFC ring and finally gets his mouth shut by one of these guys and actually goes into the ring with a real boxer instead of a retired UFC fighter or uh, another makeshift YouTuber. But let's get back, let's get right into the fights because man, there was no pay-per-view, watch the pay-per-view on Saturday night. There was no card there was no single fight on the card that went to the judges scorecards because it was all settled in the octagon and not by pens and paper so the first one that happened was a light heavyweight match between anthony linehart smith and jimmy croup with anthony smith coming out the victor this was one of the two fights man that i could not watch the replay on um this one wasn't too bad to watch i i i I don't know if it's because I've seen some messed up things in my life and I've seen some some nasty things and this one wasn't too bad. 
I can respect nobody being able to watch the fight we're talking about to talk about next is replay. Yeah. I, I can respect that a lot, but this one wasn't too bad. You know, it's a clean leg kick by Anthony Smith right to the top of the of the quadricep. Um, he he went numb, and it happens in a fight. You know, obviously, I would have loved to see them go all three rounds because Anthony Smith's a fantastic fighter. I love the heart by Jim Cruz, though, to get back in the ring. Jim, yeah, Jim, he wanted to go, man. He wanted to go. Um, unfortunately, you know, I think the doctors made the right decision. I think uh, the ringside position, you know, kind of said, you know, there's no point in you taking unnecessary damage. You know, one fight isn't worth your whole career. And Jimmy Smith being extremely young, um, he's still got a long ways to go. Um, so there's no point in him ringing in a fight. And I think, I think when the next six, six to eight months, we could see a potential rematch at a UFC fight night or another pay-per-view. Um, there's still a lot of great cards that Dana White has yet has, has been setting up uh, kind of at the table. And I wouldn't be surprised if this rematch is one of them. Yeah. Um, to see that happen in the first, first card, uh, first card, first fight of the night, just see one kick and you can't even see this guy's leg. Like there's no feeling at all on this guy's leg trying to walk. And it's, every time he'd walk, his ankle would just roll underneath his leg. Feel yeah, no it's... pain. That's the thing, right? He didn't feel any pain because there was no, no, like no functioning at all to his leg. He goes and sits down in the corner. I didn't hear one of his trainers say, how's your leg? Not one of his trainers were like, oh, how you, how's your leg? Like nothing happened. Sam's no, no. can't even walk on his leg and wants they to go did, back in for the second round. They did throw ice on it. Yeah, they, try to get back did, the feeling, eh? They, they, they did throw ice on it to see if they could get the nerves to go again, but unfortunately, the other, yeah, and then five minutes, five minutes later to raise their hands, he's perfectly ready to go. So, I mean, if they, they maybe if they gave him like a medical timeout or something and to get back into the fight and find that feeling back in his leg. Who knows what the fight could have been, but Anthony Smith was the sixth ranked light heavyweight, uh, sixth ranked in the light heavyweight division. Um, do you see maybe in a couple of fights, if he wins a couple more to get another shot at the belt? Well, the thing is, is what happens with John Jones, right? Because they're kind of eyeing the John Jones and Garnu fight for the super fight of all super fights. Um, I think, I think the UFC does a great job of, you know, making sure that all the fights are perfectly timed to, you know, make it easier for follow-up fights to kind of uh, be rescheduled quicker and fighters have full training camps. Um, I think we still have to wait. Uh, it's currently, we're heading into May right now. Um, so I think by August, we'll have a clear picture of what exactly is in is in uh, the future for Anthony Lyon, Hart Smith, whether it's a, a rematch with John Jones, whether it's a rematch with Jimmy Crude, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, because I mean, like Anthony Smith is no, not, accustomed to not having title fights because he, he said he fought John Jones for the lightweight championship back in the day. So he's been there before, but he's not, I think he's got a couple more fights to go before he's got, I think he's got to fight Wilbur Teixeira one more time and just got to get a shot at the belt. I think, I think he dismantles Glover Teixeira. If I'm being honest, I don't, old man Teixeira is done. Um, old man Smith, right? How old is he? 33, 32. There you go. 32 is like not that said, bad. Hey, you saw you saw his post you saw his post fight interview saying he feels really good and best best he's fought in his career. So I mean, so, what he's saying, I think he's right for a, an extra challenge. We'll see what happens. Yes, sir. Second fight on the card, which I could not watch the replay of this, and I think it lasted a whole ten seconds. Was this middleweight fight between Uriah Hall and Chris Wyman? Uh, Uriah Hall won via injury stoppage. If you have not seen this injury, look it up on YouTube because I think you need to just to see. How this just what happened man because it was it was a shock it's 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 freakish that back-to-back -back fights and it happens to chris Wyman of all people who had the same thing happen to him on the you know, receiving, years ago against on the other end of it yeah 
it's 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 part of the sport, right? And you obviously you never want to see that happen to anybody. Um, obviously, Chris Weidman's calendar year is done. He's looking at minimum year recovery. Um, Thirty six, right? Is this the end for Chris Weidman? I hate I hate to say it. I think I think it might be a wrap for Chris Weidman's career. Um, he's done everything. You know, he's beat Anderson Silva back to back times to retain that that championship belt. He's been through his run of the mill fights. Um, you know, he's 36, you know, his wife and kids are probably his top priority right now. I think, I think this might be the one that does widen it in. You know, he says, you know what, I'm walking away from the sport, especially with the recovery period, right? You have, he has to wait. He's, he's literally has a one year recovery period. Minimum. Minimum. And then he's got another year before he has to go through a training camp. So he's got two years before he can even fight again. And then he's talking 38, 39 years old. 38, 39, what's, what's really left for him? Are, are and what else does he have to prove? What else does he have to prove? He's B. Anderson Silva, who's arguably the greatest middleweight of all time. He's got the belt. What else does he have to do, right? You know, it's, sometimes, you know, B.J. Penn, right? B.J. Penn still fights, and he's up there in age. But um, it, it's all to the fighter. I think Chris Weidman's smart enough to know that there's no need to go back, um, especially if what happens if it happens again. Then you're talking yeah. about permanent damage, right? Um, so I think at, at 36, you know, two years from now, 38, um, it, it's, it's not worth it. it. It's not worth it, in my opinion. Um, in all honesty, if I'm Chris Wyman, um, you know, I take this time. I, I obviously recover, then I just I walk away from the sport. You, you'll, all, you'll forever you'll forever will be remembered as the guy who slept Anderson Silva back yeah. in the vibes. Um, you know, broke that done, winning streak, man. He broke it, like that broke Anderson Silva's longest winning streak in UFC. Exactly. History. You've accomplished so much in the sport. There's no need to go back out there. Um, so that's it. I think that I think Chris Wyman should walk away. Uh, in terms for Ryan Hall, um, two big wins, man, back to back over Silva and Chris Wyman. Like I know it doesn't says that on paper, but those are two big wins. Um. Interesting to see what, what Dana White does with Ryan Hall because Ryan Hall is another guy that's up there in age. Um, does he go and fight Kevin Ga- uh, Kelvin Gastel? You know, make that a make that a main event. You know, see and like the title. he didn't get taxed for anything in the fight because he just took one leg kick. So he'll be fresh and ready to go whenever he's ready. Uh well, unfortunately, the USADA rules or not USADA, yeah, the USADA and the Sporting Commission of Las Vegas have minimum forty days in between fights. Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt Dana White's going to make your Hall fight on 40 days notice, no. uh, especially when he just saw another man snap his leg in front of him. I think <laughs> your Hall needs some time off. Um, but yeah, interesting to see what the next uh, six months hold for the UFC landscape. Yes, sir. Uh, there were three title fights on this card, and the first one that happened was in the flyweight division, and the defending champion Valentina Shevchenko successfully defended that flyweight championship against Jessica Andrade via TKO with a very, very decisive victory. Really, Andrade really did not stand any chance, got put in the crucifix and gave a couple of these nice little elbows and ended it really quickly. Is there anybody that's touching Shevchenko in this division? No, she's she's beating everybody. You know, when you come in as a... Um... Let me look at my bets from last night because I want to see how... I was going to say, I was going to get this at the end of the show, but no, not you brought it up. Man, my friend Mateus here, the UFC guru, almost hit on all five until the last five of the night, which we'll get into in a second because I'm sure you're going to have a lot to say about that so, fight. 
So Shevchenko closed at a minus 400 odds on Betway on uh, Betway. And um, for all you gambling guys, that's the return of pennies. That's how <laughs> much of a heavy yeah. favorite she was. Um, <laughs> like I said before, uh, interesting to see what happens, right? Does she go up? Does she go down? Um, do they bring somebody up to fight her? Do you, we see a rematch with her and Andrade? Um, you know, Dana White's got a lot of thinking to do in the women's division. Do we receive? Do we see the return of Holly Holm, the future's daughter, Misha Tate? You know, do we look at Ronda Rousey potentially? Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're do laughing. we see her step up and wait and take on the goat, the lioness? That that's 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 another thing we have to look at. I no, think if, if Dana's thinking about doing John Jones against Nganu, I want to see Shevchenko Nunez as the the co-main event. But then, how about how would I do you one better? Oh, I'm listening. How about you make that? How about you make an entire card full of all title fights? Wow, wouldn't you that be like, the, like the WrestleMania of UFC? You did three, right? What's, yeah. what's adding two more? Exactly, and you know what? And the way st- it went Saturday night, it felt like five title fights. And then you stack your prelims, anyways. Your prelims weren't bad. You know, Cowboy Charles Oliveira had a good fight. It's a, Got choked out, but other than that, the prelims are really well done. Yeah, do you stack it? Do you do you go for the hail mary of them all? You know, Dana White's a big Tom Brady guy. Take some, take some, takes a risk. Takes a no, risk. And- UFC's in a really good spot right now. But how much talent they have in all the divisions? I think they could definitely pull off a five title fight. I man, easily. I think I think Dana White can. If if there's one sport that can stack a pay per view like that, I think it's I think it's the UFC. 100%. Especially, especially now because not a lot of sports are allowing fans. Do you know the gate that they would draw on pay per view and live gate as well? Yeah, I know you're saying this stuff, and I think no one when COVID, like when restrictions are all out here, and you can fill a hundred thousand fans into Jerry's World and AT&T Stadium. I think you're going to see a five title fight card. I man, I think you owe it to the UFC fans for that to so happen. I think Texas might be the next move for Dana. Well, I think UFC 262 is in Houston. Yeah, so he's going down Sold to Lone Star State, any state, uh, Lone Star State, anyways. He's also been in talks with Arizona. Um, Florida said they'd welcome him back, no problem. Vegas in July. Vegas in July, right? So he's he's doing all the Democratic Republican. <laughs> trying to get my politics right. He's here. Republican, big Trump guy. So Republican, he's doing all the Republican states, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got big the Trump entire, guy, Dana White. He's got the entire South willing to open up their doors. <laughs> And let everything ride. And you know, they've been dying for live entertainment for a while at full capacity. So you could jack you could jack ticket prices as much as you want because you know oh, you'll pay. Hey, you got five all those Republican plays. guys open their pockets today. Now come on. No worry. So I, I think I think if you're gonna go all out, John Jones and Ganu, Shevchen, uh Leoness, you give Adesanya another a fight against another. Potentially Kelvin Gasol. Bring, bring Khabib back. Adesanya versus Khabib. You you might as well do it. <laughs> Who was well it? it? Uh, it's what McGregor was opening his mouth about Kamara Usman. Ah, uh, that's not gonna happen. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. But the fight before that one, strawweight division saw the only title change of the night: Rose Thug Rose Namajunas defeating Zhang Wei Li via knockout with a very nasty head kick to take home the strawweight championship for her second time in her MMA career. Man, you saw how genuinely happy she was after the end of the fight. And you saw even before how determined she was when Bruce Buffer was saying her name, saying, I'm the best. 
wasn't that was one of the best scenes I think I've seen from that Saturday night. No, you're right. Uh, she fought a good fight. Yo, that head kick, man. That head kick. Um, unfortunately, you know. I was gonna say, man, did you agree with the stoppage? Keith Peterson doesn't play around. I think he's one of the top five referees in the MMA right now. Um, I put him right up there with Big John, Damir Gliotta, Herb, Herb Dean, Dean, man, Herb Dean. Dean. Um, I listen. She was out. She Keith Peterson allowed her to fight back. Keith Peterson let her take a couple punches, and she didn't defend them. And he said it's a wrap, right? Um, she watches the replay. I think she understands that you know she was out cold. She didn't know where she was. If you watch the replay, and anybody who watches the sport understands that, you know, the, the majority of referees will allow you, once you get slumped on the ground, to, you know, give you a chance to see if you'll fight back. And I think Keith Pierce is one of those guys that exemplifies that and lets fighters try to fight back. And he saw that Wei Lee, you know, didn't need to take those extra punches from Doug Rose. Um, and all honesty, uh, it was a great stoppage. Um, I agree with it. And, you know, hopefully this makes for a rematch in – October, November? Yeah, I thought it was the right decision as well. Keith Peterson is definitely a no-nonsense official because, you know, I think he's going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt to get up and fight back, which I think, you know what, for what the circumstances happened, she was seeing stars, man. Like, she got that right on the button of the chin, knocked out cold. She thought, she said she was conscious, but her eyes were awake in the back of her head, didn't know what was happening, got yeah. punched a couple, couple hammer fists later, and Keith Peterson's waving it off. Definitely the right decision. And I think the best the best fighter won, Rosna Mayunas. I think it does line up, like you said, for a rematch in a couple of months. So I'll be really, really excited to see when that happens because Rose is, Thug Rose is a badass, man. No, I completely agree. And I think historically, I think she matches up with some of the greats in the sport. Um, could be interesting to see. Does she, does she now revoke? Does she now say, hey, maybe I don't want a rematch with Wei Maybe I don't want somebody else. <laughs> a little Joanna action. Maybe. Right. You never know, right? Because never know. You never know. But the main event of the evening, the one who stole the show, Kamaro Usman, 19-1, and one, defeated Jorge Masvidal via KO, which I will have to say is probably the nastiest knockout I've ever seen live. And I know, Mateus, you were, this white, this fight was your ticket to be in the black. Am I right or am I right? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, sometimes, you know, the gambling world you know, gives you a couple freebies, gives you four fights in a row and says, you're not taking the fifth. This was one of them. <laughs> hey, man, fair play to uh, to Usman. You know, he he set out he was going to sleep on And unfortunately, I didn't lose $50,000 like Chad Ochocinco. So I'm not oh, with that. Yeah. Um, but what I got to say is uh, I didn't think Masvidal needed to do all that taunting. Um, and it showed, I, I thought he, if he just went in there and fought, you know, the way that Usman or the way that Masvidal usually fights and, you know, took it more, not more seriously, but avoided all the taunting, I think he would have got the job done. Um, unfortunately, like, like I said before, um, you know, sometimes the sport is what it is and you get a little, you get a little too over anxious and too, a little overzealous and you get hit with the right hook across the face and you're in the oh, canvas. Man. It was one like that was definitely up there with the nastiest knockout I've ever seen. That one, and I would say a year ago, actually, the Francis Ngannou Jorginho Rosen strike fight a year ago 
but in Jacksonville, when you saw him go and give him one of these, that oh, one that, that was that's up there. And I would say Nganu Overeem when he busted his lip are my top yes. three knockouts of all time. Yes. That I've seen live, I should say. But you saw what Gamebred's post-fight interview was. You know, he was expecting a grappling game. He was expecting Usman to take it to the ground, take him against the cage like you saw last July. But, man, Usman just socked him. So, really, they were talking about, is he not the past the best pound-for-pound fighter in the UFC right now? Active? Yes, and I know John Jones' name is going to be mentioned, but yes, active. Well, I'd, I'd say John Jones, man, because John Jones is still active. He needs to fight, man. But they're, John Jones is saying, Dana, send me the contract. And He's saying, Dana, will, send me the dollars. Well, if you're going to give him, if you want a super fight of all super fights, you have to pay your fighters. It's the same thing. It's the same issues that happened with, with the Diaz brothers and Dana White, right? Nick Diaz had. All of Nick Diaz's fights are sellouts because of how much oh, yeah. the fighter he is. And he's in the biggest if game bread's right up there with the biggest draws, him and McGregor. But Nate Diaz, he's not getting title fights right now. But I would say he's fighting UFC 262 in a month. I think he's the biggest draw of that card. Well, I mean, Leon, Ed, Leon Edwards, for you and I who watch a sport, we know how good he is, right? But for you know, guys that you know turn it on to see like names, which is fine, like. I hate when people bash on people who like just watch the sport for big names. Like that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's how you get into the sport. That's how you like, get, so you get involved that's and like it and follow. Dude, I, I fucking grew up watching Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. Of course, like, man. That's I, the best I, like, top three rivalry in all the UFC. Exactly, man. Like there's nothing wrong with that. So I think, I think if you're going to promote the biggest fight of all time, you have to pay them the biggest money of all time. Of course. Right? So you just you mentioned Leon Edwards' name, right? If he if he goes out there and decisively beats Nate Diaz, is he the next guy in line for Kamara Usman? Well, in Dana's world, the biggest draw right now is Kobe Covington uh, Usman too. Hypothetically, in a hypothetical world, if Leon Edwards wins and Kobe Covington wins, that would mean that there would have to be a Kobe Covington Usman three. So you would have to go through the trilogy first before you even get to Leon Edwards making a title belt. Now, yeah. if Leon Edwards wins and Kobe Covington loses, then you're looking at Leon Edwards. Maybe you're looking at either a Leon Edwards Kamaru Usman, b Leon Edwards Conor McGregor, following the result of Conor McGregor Poirier, Poirier. or c. Is that fight for the belt? McGregor Poirier. Pardon? Is McGregor Poirier three for the belt? I believe so. Perfect. I believe because it's vacated right now. It is. Um, you say you see how many studs were on the sign of Kamara Usman. You had the heavyweight champ, Francis Ngannou, and you got the highlight Justin Gaethje, who I think should be that champion in that division. Well, Justin Gaethje has had his fair run at the shot, and he does the same shit every year, where he wins. He wins a fight, and you know he he's like, oh, I want a bigger fight, and he he ducks every fight that gets thrown at him. So that's his problem. I'm a big fan of him. I know. I you saw he like again a year ago. This you saw he was the first main event of uh, UFC's comeback, and he gave it to Tony Ferguson. And he's on the card, I think, next week or next month. So I think I think we need to see Tony Ferguson Khabib, man. If Khabib comes back, though, oh, that's the thing, right? There's so much happening right now in the landscape. Like those are arguably those two are probably the best grapplers in that division for sure. And I think that'd be a great match on the mat. 
Well, the thing is, is I think Tony Ferguson's best chance at beating Khabib, you know, obviously, obviously standing up, but I think Khabib, Khabib could maybe throw with Tony for a little bit. Yeah, well, you know how good, how big of a chin he had taking all those shots from Gaethje last year. So I'm sure he wouldn't go down without a fight, and that's that's a damn fact. That's yeah, sure. I, I think I think right now we're at a crossroads because we're we're in perfect timing with everything, right? We have Poirier McGregor three, we have Nate Diaz making a return, we have Nick Diaz, his brother. Yeah, you saw him return. in the crowd yesterday or Saturday night. So you you have three headliners set to go. You have John Jones pushing for an Ngannou fight, which you know is going to draw out. Kamaru Usman is drawing out crowds now because he's beaten Masvidal decisively. Twice. In his home barn. There you go. Jacksonville. You know, you have Ke- Kelvin Gaslam won again against – or you have Kevin Gaslam. You have Robert Whitaker in that mix. Um, you know, Uriah Hall is in that mix too. Um. Khabib is also potentially looking at another one if him and uh, if him and Connor want to go again. I was gonna say if the, if the money's right, I think Khabib's coming back. I think I think it's weird to say. I think Khabib's the only fighter that doesn't care about the money, or he's invested in his brother's UFC career right now. Well, he's trading that whole team, right? And I think it's up to Cormier too, right? I think Cormier has a big influence on Khabib because they trade together. You know, that's how Khabib learned all of his wrestling. So I think I think DC is going to have a role in whether or not Khabib comes back. Yeah, I mean, his brother right now is running through the ranks of the UFC. And I don't think there really is much that Khabib has to prove anymore, right? He's beat he's beat the best in that division. He's beat Connor. He's beat Poirier. He's beat Gaethje. Handedly beat Gaethje. So, I mean, he, maybe Mike Chandler. Like, if Mike Chandler's lineup take a to uh, fight for the lightweight belt on May 15th, the next pay-per-view. He's only fought, what, he fought once in UFC, and that was a couple of months ago when he took out Dan Hooker. So if he gets the belt, I mean, it's either the winner of McGregor Poirier or it's Khabib. Well, I think I think Mike Chandler is just another Ben Askren. I know what? I totally agree with you, man. Because when you look at 100%. the career path of both of them, they both didn't fight and late, they didn't fight in the UFC until they got into the later stage of the career. Ben Asker got that win against Robbie Ball and then proceeded to get smacked by Jorge Masvidal months later. Yep. And then his third fight was against Jake Paul, which he lost. <laughs> Mike Chandler beats um, what's Dan Hooker. Name? It was Dan Hooker, right? So Mike Chandler's already asking for a title fight after one win. And he's got one. Oh, you also have to look at the fact that Tony Ferguson's going to want to come back, right? So He's, he's on that card on May 15th. There's a lot of interesting things that can happen. That's the issue, right? We're all at a crossroads right now. It's not. The, uh, the, the silver lining is it's, it's a great time to be a part of the UFC fan base right now. No, it is. Because you know what? There's so many good storylines and so many good opponents for so many other people. The UFC can't lose. They're well, just what, on this great pedestal next- right now that you're kind of waiting to see who's going to get the title fight because, you know, there's so many options. There's not just one person that, you know, like, hey, it's going to be, it's a, it's a, it's a given fact that like, this guy's going to get the title fight. There's like two, three, four people in each division that really have an opportunity to get at the title fight. 
not to say that they all have equal chances because really the champions right now are just that much better than the rest of the field for obvious reasons. But I think the lightweight division is really up in the air because I don't think Mike Chandler's going to be take that can beat McGregor. I don't think he can beat Poirier. I don't think he can beat Ferguson. I don't think he can beat Gaethje. So all I think you're going to see a lightweight championship very, very soon after this Mike Chandler fight. Well, I pose a question to you, right? If Nick Diaz comes back, right, do we potentially see a Nick Diaz GSP fight? If again, if he beats Leon Edwards, I think it has to be in the conversation. No, no, no. I'm Leon... saying not, not Nate, Nick. Oh, Nick. You know what? If yeah. Nick, if Nick comes back, which he is, and Nick goes and beats whoever Dana throws in front of him, do we see Nick Diaz and GSP? I think you have to. I think that would be a money-making joke or not. That would be a nice prelim card for, like, the WrestleMania of UFC if they haven't gotten new John Jones. Yeah, I, I think you might have to throw it in there, right? Because GSP technically hasn't announced his retirement from the sport. No. He's making those Bet 99 commercials like it's making chance. He's he's living life right now. So I'm it's sure he doesn't mind next. If he's making Bet 99 commercials, I think he's asking for some cash. Listen, I'm, I'd love to see Nick Diaz and – uh, GSP go out. Bring Josh Koscheck back. Let's let's uh, let's get on the round with him and GSP. <laughs> Josh Koscheck, that's a name for you. Yes, sir. Well, Mateus, my friend, it is always a good time talking UFC with you, my friend, because you know not much people can talk UFC like you and I that you can for sure. So it's nice having your insight and analysis for you. And I can't wait to catch up more UFC 262 with you on May 15th. So I'm sure you'll be back talking with me oh, after 100%. that pay per view. Quick shout out to my guy, Johnny Manziel, baby. Good to have you back at AM last night. Um, good to see Johnny back. And, uh, you know, Jay, man, always a pleasure coming on the show. Um, UFC uh, 262 next month, man. I'm excited. See what else, see what else gets put together on that card. And uh, I'm sure the, next, the landscape for the next couple months will be unreal. Yes, sir. I can't wait. I'm sure you can't wait. So we'll see you next, man, my friend. Take it easy. Take it easy, Jay.